share the thought that God puts in my heart, put in my heart for us to tonight, and then we're going to get to the prayer requests, uh, and even just praying for other things. I want to talk to you from the, uh, the book of Joshua. The people of God are about to enter the promised land, the place that's flowing with milk and honey, the place that God had promised to bring his people into. And they arrived now at the Jordan River. To enter the promised land, they would have to cross this river. However, at the time that they arrived, the river, the Bible says, was at flood stage, impassable at the moment. And what occurred as a result of that, and how it connects to you and I tonight is how I, what I want to talk to you about. Let me read from Joshua chapter 3. Let me read starting in verse 5. Then Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. In the morning, Joshua said to the priest, Lift up the Ark of the Covenant and lead the people across the river. And so they started out and went ahead of the people. Now verse 9. So Joshua told the Israelites, Come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Perizzites, the Gergesites, the Amorites, the Jubasites ahead of you. Look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priest will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. So the people left their camp to cross the Jordan. And the priests who were carrying the ark of the covenant went ahead of them. It was the harvest season, and the Jordan was overflowing its banks. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. The water below that point flowed onto the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. And all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Lord's Covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. So, it, let me first... In connecting this to us tonight, let me first lay a, a foundation for us. And that foundation is simply this. We all have Jordan rivers to overcome. 
God wants to bring you and I into the promised land. Our promised land is that place of spiritual blessing. It's the place where uh, you and I spiritually prosper in a number of ways, which I'll get into. But it's important that we look at this and say and recognize that the Jordan River represents that which separates you and I, which keeps us from experiencing the fullness of God's blessing. The Jordan River represents that thing of that point of separation where I I know on the other side is God's blessing. I know on the other side is salvation for my loved ones. I know on the other side is healings. I know on the other side is miracles. I know on the other side there's deliverance. I know on the other side there is holy provision. All of that blessing is on the other side of the Jordan River. Jordan River is that barrier that separates you and I from experiencing the fullness of God's blessing in our life. And that Jordan River can be something that is either physical, it can be a spiritual barrier, or it can be a combination of both of them. And our text here identifies the process by which crossing your Jordan is made possible. And it was what I want to talk to you about tonight. Four steps in crossing your Jordan. Number one, that first step is purification. Say that word with me purification. Notice that in verse 5, Joshua tells the people, purify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do great things. The children of Israel, in journeying for 40 years in the wilderness, uh, this purification that uh, uh, Joshua is telling the people is, make sure that there is nothing in your possession that would keep you from the blessing God has for you. And what that signifies uh, for you and I is this, that that, real, that purification means that you and I need to make sure there is nothing in our life that would keep us from the blessing that God has for us. And that talks to me about sin, specifically willful sin. In other words, is there something that's going on in my life that I know is sinful, but I have not let that thing go? When we hold on to sin, when we willfully say, I will not let this go, it short-circuits us from experiencing the fullness of God's blessing. It keeps us from getting to the other side, into that blessing. And so tonight, I just want to encourage you. If there's something that's in your life that you know the Spirit of the Lord has been talking to you, it's a relationship, it's something that you're engaged in that you know this thing is, it shouldn't be in my life. The Holy Spirit has made that clear to me, but I'm struggling in letting that go. You cannot experience the fullness of God's blessing if you're engaged in willful sin. So that first step is purification. 
taking inventory in your life and asking yourself, is my heart, to the best of my knowledge, clean? Is my life clean? The second step is realization. Realization. Israel was camped by the Jordan River for three days. I would imagine during those three days, knowing that they had to get to the other side, they must have been thinking, how in the world are we going to do that? How are we going to get to the other side when the river is at flood stage? Where right now is impossible to get over to that side. That's the promised land. We can see it, but we just can't get there. Three days to look at how they could possibly get over on the other side. Only to realize there's no way possible for that to happen realization. What is that talking about to you and I? Listen, isn't it our human tendency that when we are facing some form of opposition, our first response is to try to fix that ourselves? Whenever we're dealing with something that we know is hindering us, it's our immediate response to try to fix it ourselves, to try to correct it ourselves, to try to get a handle on this on, on ourselves. And there are times, brothers and sisters, where the Jordan is at flood state. When what that means is God brings you to a place where you wind up at the end of yourself where you realize no matter how I look at this thing, no matter how I try to figure it out, there is no way for this thing to get fixed at the end of yourself. See, realization is simply the recognition and the acknowledgement that you, through your own efforts, cannot overcome your Jordan River, whatever it might be. If I can go back, way back to my life, I, I came, had to come to that realization when I was a young man and just giving my heart to the Lord, uh, but yet I came into the kingdom of God with this drug habit, this addiction to heroin, and I just couldn't overcome it. Everything that I tried, I fell miserably at it, and I had to come to that realization and to acknowledge it. See, it's a two-step process because there are times where we will come to the realization, but yet we refuse to acknowledge it. And I had to come to that place where I had to acknowledge before God, Lord, I cannot free myself from this habit. It is too ingrained in my life. And I have failed over and over at it. So unless you can do this miracle in my life, I will never be free from this addiction. And that was the beginning of my deliverance. See, realization is simply coming to the end of yourself and acknowledging to the Lord, God, this thing is too big for me to handle. God, this thing is beyond my capacity to to deal with it. I need you to help me with this, God. And that's where step three comes in. Step three is observation. Now, observation means listening and looking to the Lord. 
Notice that Joshua in verse 9, Joshua said, uh, told them to come and listen. And then in verse 11, he goes, look at the Ark of the Covenant. Come and listen. Look at the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant representing the presence of God. Listen to the Word of God. Look to the presence of God. That's observation. Whenever we find ourselves in that place where we know that there is a place of blessing that God has for us, but we cannot bring ourselves to get there, we have this resistance that's happening either physically or it's happening uh, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, however it might be. We come to the end of ourselves. We acknowledge before God, God, I can't overcome this thing. I need your support. I need your help right now. And that's where we listen and we look to the Lord. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, the Bible says, this is a prayer of Jehoshaphat. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. We do not know what to do, realization. But our eyes are on you. You see, observation is just simply listening and looking to the Lord. Our faith, brothers and sisters, is always based upon what God has said and who God is. Listen and look. If you wonder sometimes why your faith wavers, it's because you're not listening and you're not looking. Because when we listen to the Lord, see, we can listen to the roar of the river and realize and have that thing overwhelm us to the measure that we have now resigned our fact that we'll never get over on that side. We're just going to have to park ourselves on this side of the Jordan. We're never going to enter into the fullness of our blessing. We can do that or we can choose to say, I want to listen to what God has said. God has promised that he would bring me into the promised land. And I choose to listen to the promise of God. And I choose to look to God. Why? Because when I look to God, I recognize he is God Almighty. He is all powerful. Making a way through the river is an easy thing for God. So I'm not looking to myself. I'm not looking to others. I'm looking to the Lord God Almighty the one who is able to fulfill the word that he has promised. Observation, listening, and looking to God because that's where our faith is based on. What God has said and who God is. And lastly, there is subjection. Subjection. Now, I chose this word because this word means to come under authority through obedience. To come under authority through obedience. See, Israel had to obey God. The, the priest is going to go in ahead of you with the Ark of the Covenant that represents the presence of the Lord. And when they put their, fo their foot under the river, it started to back up. And now, as it kept backing up and the water kept flowing, now the riverbed 
is, is void of any water. And now it's dry. But you still got to believe it's going to stay dry. Don't you? You see, there's so much to, uh, about us that we, we were so prone to, to want security. But the kingdom of God gives us only one security. God's word. We cannot walk by faith if we are only walking by sight. Meaning, if you only want a confirmation, I want confirmation. I want God to prove to me that that water is not going to come down. I've got my wife, my kids here, and, 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 and I got all my possessions, and I want to make sure this is going to be safe. I want to make sure that this thing is not going to come when I'm in the middle of, of, of the, this riverbed and crossing it over. I want proof somehow that this is going to work out. But it doesn't work that way, does it? See, the kingdom of God is all about faith, where now God ha has encouraged you by saying, I I've taken the first step for you. The water has stopped, but you still got to believe me for the rest of the way. You still got to put your foot in that riverbed and continue to walk until you get to the other side. But thank to be to God that, you see, the trust is in the word of the Lord. The trust is in the God who will be faithful to his word. That he will continue to hold up that river until you get to the other side. And what that's simply talking to me today is we need to obey whatever the Lord directs us to do. There are times that to release the blessing of God in your life, it requires you to take a step of obedience that you didn't anticipate you'd have to take. That you have to do something that God puts into your heart to do that you never imagined you'd have to do. But when you take that step of faith and you now you take another one and you keep walking, you will get to the other side and God will release the fullness of the blessings that he has purposed and planned for your life. Pastor Jason, if you would come. Now listen. Every time that God has a blessing for you, you're going to have to face a Jordan. In other words, the blessing that I receive today is wonderful and great. And, and it, uh, I'm experiencing part of that, that fullness of God's blessing for my life. And God has blessed my marriage. And God has blessed this in my life. And God has blessed that in my life. And as I continue my journey in the Lord, invariably, he will bring me once again to a new Jordan. Because there's another blessing he wants to bring me. But it requires more faith in my life. It requires me to, to take a whole new level of inventory. Every new blessing that God wants you and I to experience requires a new cleansing, a new, new purification, where you have to look at your life and say, what was okay then is not okay anymore. What I used to do, the jokes that I used to tell, I can't tell anymore. The language I used to use can't use anymore. The things that I used to watch, I can't watch anymore. Because the Lord has brought it to my heart that he is preparing an incredible blessing in my life. 
And now he's asking me to take fresh inventory to purify myself, to put away that willful sin, that thing that I know is no longer pleasing to God. It requires that realization where I'm going to be battling something that God has brought me to that he knows I will not be able to overcome. It'll bring me to the end of myself. Remember the Apostle Paul? When the Apostle Paul was in trouble and he prayed, he got to the point where he said, this happened so that we can come to the end of ourselves to give up all hope so that we can look to the Lord. Because so long as you and I have hope that we can work it out, we'll have this tendency not to go to God. And so God allows us to come to that riverbed that's overflowing so that we realize this is beyond us. It requires that observation. Every new blessing that God wants to bring you in will require you to get alone with God and listen. To get alone with Him and look to Him so that you can receive that which you need to build your faith. Because our faith stands upon what God has said and on who He is. And then, lastly, Subjection, that we will come to the Lord and say, God, speak for your servant is listening. Whatever you direct me to do, I will do. Because the children of Israel followed that process that day, they entered into the promised land. And if you and I will follow that process, we will experience our own personal promised land, that place where we experience the fullness of God's blessing.